Hey everybody, what's up? It's me, Trey. Welcome to Pop Fizz Click, um, your weekly, bi-weekly podcast. Where was I going with that? I don't know. I don't know. Matt, uh, Matt how you doing? What's up? <laughs> I'm doing great, Trey. Uh, oh. I'm super uh, you know, excited today because we got to finally watch The Many Saints of Newark, which was uh, something I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Oh, no. uh, here, uh, mini review. I'm not going to go deep into the details of this because I kind of do like it. If you're a Sopranos fan and you love the way it ended and you just don't need Soprano, go watch the movie. If you're like, I don't get Sopranos, don't watch this. Yeah. Basically, that's it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I was super excited about it. I'm glad that we got it here. I'm glad that it was in my hands and I got to experience it. Um, oh, and, and another reason why I'm uh, kind of excited today is uh, my friend uh, Brent is here, and uh, we get to hang out with him. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Hey, Brent, why don't you show up on the podcast? What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Thank, thank you guys for having me. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I um, said he wanted to talk movies, and so uh Yeah, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the deal. Um, we weren't pivoting off the of last episode kind of where we're talking about horror movies and we kind of wanted to incorporate that today talk about cinema things like that um you know considering also we're in spooky season yeah oh, i love spooky season okay I so, idea. so look i met brent uh <laughs> in the beer industry and you know we've been working together for a while cool dude then we started talking about movies, and I realized, like, me and him connected on, on movies and stuff, too. Because we started talking about, like, oh, like, the, have you seen all the A24 movies yet? Like, it's a goal to just, you know, scratch them all off my list. And, he, you know, that's probably one of his goals, too. And, uh, you know, we just connected that way. So I, I felt like it was a good idea to bring him on and talk about some movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I do want to jump into it. But one of the first things I want to talk about is, uh, hey, Brent, don't you got a tattoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of the A24 yeah, universe. Yeah, can you please like, yeah. elaborate on the piece you got? Because yeah. I, think, I think it's important that we know. <laughs> so I've definitely... I'll take a picture of it later. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, like, I've gotten a lot of tattoos of, like, just things that are different themes that are important in my life and things that I enjoy. I have, like, music-related tattoos. I have... Um, you know some other like family related tattoos and of course a big a big thing in my life is you know films and art oh and so, uh, i love it when people bring yeah, this kind of stuff to my sure. podcast yeah. oh, so uh you know you get, I, you're not making me feel here i but got here. A, a tattoo uh from midsummer it's a depiction of the last kind of the last scene in the movie midsummer and um it's just sort of a. It's great. It's yeah, a, great, it's a great piece of art. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could describe it to you. It's, it's, if you know the last scene in Midsummer with the bear and all that, it, you got to get a picture of it. I will take a picture of this and post it with no context at some point, I promise you. But um, that's kind of what we got you here, man. We want to talk about movies and talk about decent films. Last time we were talking about kind of entrance exams with, uh, you know, horror movies. But I kind of want to – I'm a bigger fan than that. Uh, I – uh, my pedigree kind of growing up, man, I used to go to the theaters a lot with my family. And, like, to me, going to the theaters fucking special. Like, there's something about that being in that theater, eating that popcorn, those lights, and it just, it's almost spiritual, almost. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, really love it. Um, my love of the horror genre is com completely separate just from movies because I love movies in general. But that, that, that's kind of where 
you know, the love for film and just the art of it and everything kind of took place. It's kind of just the precipice of growing up and just going to the movies and enjoying stuff and then seeing things. You know, can we talk about that for a second? Like, I've never been to a movie with somebody who had more appreciation for watching a movie in a theater than than I was with you. You know, like you you just love the whole atmosphere of it. It's so awesome. And uh, and then I brought you along when we went to go see uh, Green Knight with with Brent. And the last that was time we all hung out. We yeah. Were yeah. Watching a film together. Really yeah. Good film. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was the first time that I ever been to Alamo Draft House, and like. I was blown away. Like the whole experience of the Alamo. Yo, was going awesome. to Alamo Draft House is tight, dude. No matter what, like every time I've gone, I will just... always remember. The, I will always remember the Alamo Draft House. Oh dang! Hey, remember the Alamo? <laughs> we, yeah. we saw we saw the Green Knight, which I think that movie really lent itself. I think that movie needs to be seen on the big screen. You know, it's kind of the a, color dynamics. Kind of a, oh yeah, it was kind oh. of like a slow burn kind of movie. You know, it's not fast paced, especially at the beginning. But boy, is it one of the most beautiful. Beautifully shot films I've ever seen in my entire life, and seeing it that big was, I think, so important. I, I love um, to me, and I, I don't know if it was intentional or not with the movie. I, I, I tend to think so. How like it was a lot of medieval throwbacks to other movies. Like, in I mean, ironically, yeah, it has to do with uh, King Arthur, but I mean, a lot of that movie looks like it's straight from the movie Excalibur. Like a lot of yeah. it looks like the way the Green Knight look reminds me of something of Out of Willow. You know, just like it, it looks like they took like different pieces and put them in a movie. Don't get me wrong, Green Knight is more so I would say an art full piece definitely than those other movies but oh, it was such a great movie and i'm glad i saw it with you guys at the alamo draft house because it, <laughs> yeah. it made it that much better <laughs> and i love how we discussed it afterwards too that's the I first was movie i've that. seen in the theater in a long time that's actually my first jaunt back to the theater since i think the last movie i saw before that in the theater was maybe um Lords of Chaos, maybe, or maybe it was. <sighs> That's a great fucking the last movie. Halloween, Lords of Chaos maybe, which was what two years ago, or was that three years ago when the last Halloween movie came out? I don't know. Is that the one uh, with, by Danny McBride and Jamie Lee Curtis is an old person? And yes. Yeah, that one. I don't remember. I would think. I want to say that was 2018. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong on that one, yeah. but I know that's the last one on. How do you How do you feel about that one? FYI, the Halloween movie. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, um, I can't like. So you know, I've seen you know obviously seen the first Halloween movie, and I have seen throughout the years some of the other sequels, but I wouldn't say I was like some diehard like I know every single thing that ever happened like in the one that Paul Rudd was in or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't even yeah. remember that film at all. But uh, you know, I know they sort of ignored some of the canon. Well, of I think what is the it, middle like, films, but as just a standalone film and sort of just as if this was just there was the first movie and then you see the last. Last movie, uh, just you know where the story went and how they just basically continued it from there. I, I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I enjoyed it too. It just I just think it's just that series is mind numbing to me. I think it's like the third, fourth part too that they've had. Yeah, right, and yeah, then, and right. not only that, but that one is just called Halloween, and yeah. it's like maybe the third first Halloween that they've... I, it's so confusing. I know some of the diehards <laughs> have been pretty upset because it does ignore a lot of what happened. Well, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those are schlocky. I mean, like, yeah. I, like for instance, they just settled the Friday the 13th thing and then earlier this week and so that's why we haven't had a friday the 13th since 2009 did you know it's been since 2009 and that was the that was that remake and it's like guys i need more jason what the fuck are y'all doing <laughs> like i want a jason movie so bad um, anyway going out to the weeds so like i want to talk about 
exactly what is cinephilia and what is, you know, um, being a cinephile. Uh, Matt, can you please give me your definition of what cinephilia is? <laughs> I, I think it's funny that it's, that it's cinephilia. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why is that? Can you please explain? <laughs> well, because the first thing I think about is necrophilia. I mean, you are laying back on a couch right now. I feel like this is like a, a psychology, you know, session right now. Tell, know, tell us how it makes you feel, man. You look super chill. That's kind of like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I love me some cinephilia. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, um, <laughs> so like audiophiles, they like you know listening to records and like the, the best, highest quality. They want everything. Like you gotta listen to them in the you know the, the best speakers, the or the best headphones or whatever. Uh, you want the best quality version of that as possible. And I feel like cinephiles are the same. Like you want the, to watch the movie and the and experience the movie in the way that it was intended. So like you want to see something in IMAX or or whatever you want to see with the best sound quality you want something shot so beautifully like the best dialogue and you know uh, I mean that that's what I, I, I get I think, out of cinephiles. I think that's a good definition uh, I, I I literally copy and paste this from Wikipedia because you know Wikipedia is like for, the furrow answer on everything but um, it says the term used to refer to a passionate interest in films film theory and criticism so basically film snobs like us <laughs> yes that, that, that's basically it. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't feel like I'm a film snob. I just like good shit. <laughs> I think Brent, you said that earlier. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I really like anything that's bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if like my, my love for, for movies, I don't, at least I don't consider myself a snob or at least I don't think I'm snobbish about it. You know, there's certainly going to be things that I like. Oh, I don't think like we're snobs. But, like yeah. like uh, earlier we were having a discussion uh, before the show about how I feel just sort of indifferent about Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. There are movies... Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more than movies that, it, you know, obviously there's a huge Then That's how we know you're people, a good person because you didn't awesome, hate Star Wars. I, you know, I, <laughs> if there's certain, I may have an opinion one way or another. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm certainly, I don't feel like I'm going to look down on someone for. So, I mean, let, know, let's get into that a little bit, like, I guess. Let's pick at that a little bit because we'll, we'll agree with this Star Wars sci-fi, right? Some people will be like, oh, it's Star, it's sci-fi fantasy. But in your opinion, what are like some good sci-fi movies? Like, uh, oh, right out the gate. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, early on, of course, you know, as more of a kid seeing like Alien and stuff, I think probably you know, set the tone, um, maybe for me liking those kind of films. I actually really like almost anything. You know, it's funny. I just talked about how I'm indifferent about star Wars, but I actually like most films set in space just in general. Dude, I'm a sci-fi nerd. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I, it's I, great. <laughs> like I'd rather watch sci-fi than fantasy stuff like Lord of the Rings like that. And like, I, I and like, I dig anything that's techno-y. Um, for instance, me being a sci-fi fan, I never appreciated fifth element. And then this guy over here, Mr. Matthew, he's like, you don't like Fifth Element? You fucking fleep? Like, what's wrong with you? Okay, he didn't say that, and he didn't sound like that either. <laughs> but Fifth Element is great. <laughs> Dude, I went back and I, rewatched this movie, and I fucking loved it. And I was like, why did I hate this movie growing great, up? <laughs> great performances, great actors. I mean, Chris yeah. Tucker is amazing in that yeah. movie. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of cheese about that movie, but I think also that that's what makes it great. Like, it. it it's it's sci-fi. It's it's cool. It's got an awesome story, but then the little cheese factor. And I was like, it's everything that I love. So it's it's 
probably on one of probably one of my top favorite movies. So you brought up another thing too. You said Alien. Like I brought Alien up on my list last week on there, and a lot of people don't really refer to it as a horror movie, but I really like Aliens. I like the Alien movie. I like the oh, fact it's that like inter- introduction. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not crazy scary. It's very. Uh, it's very. It, it's kind of it, it's that slow burn you always talk about, right? Yeah. Where it kind of yeah. takes you somewhere and it drags you out there, and then like like uh, it kind of does the same thing Jaws does. Mm-hmm. Where there's a lot of anticipation. Yeah, there's a lot of anticipation. They don't show you the monster immediately. Right. Yeah. Like matter of fact, I don't think you even see the xenomorph until like maybe the last 15, 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. And like it's oh, so great. much better. Spoiled the whole movie for us. Have <laughs> 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 you haven't seen that by now? Yeah, spoiler for <laughs> sorry. Like, what is like thirty year old movie? <laughs> Sometimes that can be a really good way to go, though. I think with that's like a really uh, interesting way to to write and you know write a film is you don't you know sometimes that anticipation and not necessarily uh, having to show you every single aspect can be great like just as you were saying that, I was thinking of. Um, did you guys see It Comes at Night? Oh, I did see that one. Yeah. The A twenty four film. That's, yes. Is that the one yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix? Right? Is he? Wait, is that no, Joaquin? No. Is that? Um, what's that guy's name? Um, he's in that film here. I'll tell you. Anyways, the the plot. Let's go with that because that that's what makes it more recognizable. Uh, basically, these guys are hiding in a. It, it kind of. Yeah, they don't uh, really like tell you a whole lot that's going on. Like, you, yeah, you kind of like just a bunker, realize, maybe. Yeah, you kind of realize that there's like some people are getting sick and dying of some sort of like unknown. Yeah. You know, unknown disease or something that's caused them, you know, to get some sort of like black plague or go crazy or something. Um, and then, yeah, it's just sort of like you can tell it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic survival kind of movie. And it's very tense. And these two families end up like meeting up together in the same house and sort of like cohabitating. And then, you know, there's a lot of... uh you know, pe- people are having these different thoughts of what's what's going on right now, what's happening, and so it creates a lot of tension. Um, but you don't ever actually, well, spoiler alert, I suppose, you don't, you know, they, they're not spelling it all out for you. They're not spelling monsters yeah, yeah. out for you. They're not spelling out. Yeah, they're not, it's they're one not of those, giving you, uh, they're not hand-holding you. No, they're not hand-holding you, and it's like one of those movies where it preys on the less you know. And then that, that to sure. me, to me, those are some of the most effective scares. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, I, I love a good jump scare too. But like some of the shit that like that sticks in your head. Like I remember like watching the mist. The mist. Oh, I think oh does the mist. Oh, well. They do oh, give you a little the bit. Of, the ending of the bit. mist is the most. I, I talked about this. I think, but it's very psychological. Yes, you know, like which, the very end of that movie is the most depressing great. shit I've ever seen. That kind of ruined some of it. But yeah, uh, I almost. I know. Yeah, I, I've had this discussion <laughs> with a friend before. I almost like. So some part of me almost wishes that like it was a hundred percent psychological, and then at the end, you know, I don't know if everyone listening has seen it, but it almost made me wish at the end it was just psychological. Because can, can you just imagine like how much more fucked up like all the stuff those people were doing Dude, to go, each other uh, was? Go like, watch the mist. And there's like the nothing mist. out there. <laughs> the mist is, is worth the watch. It's uh, yeah. okay. So just to give you a little background on it, it's done by Frank Darabont. He's the same guy who did Green Mile. Same guy who did uh, what's the other one? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. So he he's known for doing Stephen King movies. Both of those movies aren't really Stephen King scary right so he decided to shift lanes and to go into Stephen King scary and did the mist and the best way I can describe the mist is like it's a Stephen King story but it's like a Twilight Zone kind of the story where aliens come and everybody gets locked up into a grocery store and that's pretty much the entire movie yeah. and, and and the ending differs way different than the book and I don't want to get into that here but um 
most of the movie has to do with the inner workings of people in society if it's collapsing within the lapse of a grocery store. Good one to watch right now. If you haven't seen it yet, it's October. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But to also dive into if you haven't seen it, or go back and watch if you haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, also be aware though the ending is super depressing and. Um, <laughs> I, see, that always makes it good. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice, I mean, I, a I, nice I, depressing I, ending is is. A, I, I love things where they don't film. explain it or like shit. Like like for instance, uh, going back to the sci-fi, right? Terminator Three. I'm gonna ruin shit out of Terminator Three. I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> at the end of Terminator Three, they don't stop du- Judgment Day. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, they don't stop Judgment Day and fucking. John Connor's stuck and John Connor's a fucking loser. He's not like some super awesome guy. And I was like, I love how they fucking did in this movie. They're like, man, but this sucks. Arnold's sick. I was like, I love how they fucking did in this movie. <laughs> like I love shit that's kind of depressing and dark. It, like you don't get that a lot. Yeah. Like I, that's kind of I guess why I like horror movies so much. Like Jason movies are known for ending pulling somebody underneath into the lake like fifty million times, you know. And, and I kind of I don't know. I guess like where I grasp from. Um, going to uh, dystopia movies like have you ever seen The Road? Yes, actually, it's one of my absolute favorite books of all time. Oh, the book is. Oh, the to, movie does the book justice too. I, I kind of. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's bad. I. It for me somehow the the film just like couldn't quite meet up to my expectations just because of how much I love the book. So when uh, the book came out, um, I worked at excuse me, I worked at Half Price Books for many years, um, which I think also helped uh, sort of like lead up to me, you know, really loving films because we were able to use that You can take this as you want, but that makes sense. Yeah, we we were able to like use, employees can use that place as a library, like you can, we were allowed to check out like 10 items at a time (gasps) bring them back like a library and so I would grab like five movies like every night and just take them home and watch them at my leisure or whatever. So that was pretty awesome. Um, but I got into the the books of Cormac McCarthy uh, while I was working there. I don't read a ton of fiction and actually prefer nonfiction, but um, I started reading a lot of his books and The Road quickly, quickly became one of my favorite books. So his writing is insane. And yeah, amazing. That one, like minimal great. punctuation, like just total feeling. Um, he's a super smart guy. I, I now on that note, though, beginning, I love how like there's doesn't tell you why it's like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, the, no, the it's, ambiguity. Yeah, so exactly. Great. It's all about a vibe, which is I think why it was always going to be hard yeah. to like make a movie that way, just because you know so much is like if you've read it, it's so much is sort of like left in your brain, like to sort of come up with almost even like the description of the characters at times, you know, like uh, as far as like how they how you picture them in your brain and all that, but. Um, yeah, amazing, definitely amazing book, and and turned out to be a very good movie. the The better uh, adaptation Whoa, of his okay. film <laughs> is No Country for Old Men, uh, which they, I think is very faithful to the book. Oh, and uh, and one of my, movie. I know yeah, Matt loves it. Top five of all time for me for sure. It's yeah. one of the most epic movies I saw yeah, in the theater. That that movie, I often forget. Uh, I'm not gonna say how good it is, but like, it like when people ask me like, what are some of your top favorite movies, or whatever? I usually forget No Country for Old Men, uh, but that definitely deserves that acclaim. Like it's, it's oh, dude, Anton Chigurh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it that. sits at number one for me. I think it has to. I just I was obsessed with it. 
the film was i mean the way they made it was amazing i i can't understand how anyone wouldn't love that movie i mean it does get a little i guess there's some violence and stuff i don't know but well i i, well, I, I don't think uh, yeah. i don't think it's it honestly is. accessible to popular things i, I and I, what oh, i mean yeah. by that i, oh, I, I, I give it i, I give it my uh, the parental test and what i mean by that is if my eyes like hey so what do you guys think about that uh-uh. Well, they leave. They give me that confusion face. I know that it, it's not meant for everyone. <laughs> it's it's such amazing. I, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, it's such an amazing story, and of course, it doesn't quite fit like traditional arcs. Uh, again, this movie's been out for, and the book's been out for oh, a no, really you, long time. You can pull the shit out uh, of that one. That you was know, fine. like <laughs> the main character essentially dies. You know, yeah. with still like you know thirty or forty-five minutes left in the movie. Yes, you know, which doesn't sit well with some people. There is, I don't know if you guys even realize this, or if you've thought about this, um, or how long it's been since you've seen it. But there's absolutely no score or soundtrack yeah. in that entire movie. There's there is no music in that no, film. It, and I think that is like whether you're cognizant of it or not. Maybe that's just sort of unnerving to some people because right when it starts, I mean, it's just quiet, you know, the whole and yeah, nothing, nothing like that to really like help facilitate anything. It's all the acting. It's all, you know, well, all I, I want to say that's one of the reasons I fell in love with that movie was because of the no, like the no score and everything. And uh, and th- that's how I feel like, like about hip hop, right? Like, so hip hop, like the more uh, minimal the beat, like the better of a rapper you have to be. Right. So like with this movie, like there's no score. You old to, head. Well, there, <laughs> <laughs> we always bring it back to hip hop. <laughs> but uh, like with this movie, since there's no score to like kind of tell you how to feel about a certain scene like you're left uh, to the actors acting to you know make you you know get into it and, and, oh, and is the acting so great acting in this movie so great yeah. they, like Josh Brolin nailed it out of the park yep. like it uh, Tommy Lee Jones is great. Amazing. Everybody, everyone in this movie involved is, is awesome. Um, uh, an, another thing uh, I really like too though I, I came because it was a Coen Brothers movie. Did you say you yeah. came? Yes, I yes I came because it was a Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Do that make sure everyone heard yeah, it? Yeah, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure on the same page. We want to make okay. sure we quote you warmly <laughs> and accurately. <laughs> um, but I end up falling in love with everything else about the movie and not that the, the Coen Brothers direction. Um, I'm sure that didn't hurt, you know? Oh, I mean, no, it did Again, yeah. I sort of like, I can't help but sort of maybe compare it to The Road, you know, because both written by, you know, one of my favorite fiction authors of all time. And to me, like, See, I think the Coen Brothers, all, you know, not to mention all the actors, but the Coen Brothers, I think somehow, you know, their magic just helped kind of put it over the top in my oh, opinion. No, they add their polish to it. By the way, I love how you're you're on train with this and like this dude's literally wearing a, a, the shining on, you know, his sweater he has on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I figured it was the appropriate shirt. <laughs> no, it was. That's one, that's one of my favorite uh, horror movies of that, all time. Honestly, yeah. the, the shining got me into loving film so much like i remember the first time i saw it and remember how you're saying you would take movies out back and forth to me that moment happened and the summer before high school doesn't matter when anyway <laughs> i had the blockbuster card and i could go and they had unlimited and that's all i wanted <laughs> and that's all i did all summer was watch movies back and forth what and was, I, was that like a monthly fee kind of thing i don't yes. remember that okay yeah, so you yeah, paid a so monthly it was right fee. before netflix and yeah. right before they they, awesome. they mailed you dvds um, yeah, yeah. oh i was on i was in on <laughs> netflix early yeah oh yeah i used so to mail all, all the mail i remember DVDs. i saw that and because i read it 
And I was like, this is maybe the first time I've ever felt this way where the movie is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. But I like the book, too. And, like, usually it's like, oh, I like one or the other. And that was the, – The Shining is one of the first arguments I ever had with, I guess, internally. It's like, this movie is more than a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Like, like this movie's more than, like, whatever. And then there's, like – and then I fell into that whole Stanley Kubrick, yeah. literally, it's, it's a rabbit Stan- hole of stuff. It's a Stanley Kubrick masterpiece in addition to just being, you know, yes, yeah, a better exactly. ad- adaptation of <laughs> the, the source material. Well, well I, think that, that, I think that's what kind of makes movies good in the sense that they're, be- they're better than just one genre. Like, they have they, – they, create a genre in, in itself like for instance we're talking about scary movies right um i think that's why silence of the lambs is such a great movie when it came out because it takes horror elements and then like it ended up creating an entire genre of serial killer hunting procedural movies but like that first silence of the lambs yeah it's kind of creepy and it's kind of has all these horror vibes but it's not really a horror movie i mean i think it would be safe to say it's horror movie adjacent yeah, definitely. Um, I think fits psychological thriller. See, you, you know sure what I'm saying? Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that broader rise of like you know adjacent. shitty stuff like the Bone Collector. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, that, yo, can you uh, tell that story? That, that story Patterson? needs to be told. <laughs> was, uh, some girl uh, told me that. Uh, where did I, what did I tell you that I so, told, like, I told I, her? Okay, this is the story I remember. Um, we were, and we'll probably talk about this later at some podcast, at some point. But like dating online, specifically, you know, with an app. And I, I remember at the time we were talking about horror movies, and you're like, "Oh, dude, I found this one girl," and she's like, "Oh, you like horror movies?" And you're like, "Yeah, what's your favorite?" And like, I think you said The Shining or something. And then she's like, "What's yours?" And she's like, "Oh, mine is The Bone Collector." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, I was like, "Pull the brakes!" Oh, no, 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 no. I was telling her, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember." Because I was telling her, I was like, "I was like, man, have you seen like It Follows? It's such a great movie." Movie and stuff like that like the story and everything and she goes no that's fucking stupid and i go well what is your favorite horror movie and she goes oh the bone collector and i was like god damn. oh my I god mean, i'm not trying to shit on morgan freeman or angelina say, jolie it's morgan freeman i mean <laughs> that's not a terrible start but it's, I mean, not if a, I, it's not a horrible movie now yeah you know i might take well, a I mean, little issue with someone morgan saying freeman. it's their favorite horror movie but <laughs> well if i tell you about morgan freeman i'm gonna tell you about you know either playing god or shawshank redemption yeah much better than that yeah <laughs> But does, does, does that make you a cinephile if you uh, uh, shit on other people's like favorite movies? You're like, fuck that. Oh no, movie. no, that makes me a cinephile snob. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the difference. I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess it's. <laughs> I like for me. I think like I just I've gotten so into like you know I'm like now I'm I'm listening to podcasts about films. Movies? I'm like yeah. well, I'm, to, we're, I'm literally doing a podcast right now. Do you watch about the commentary? <laughs> I do. I do. I have watched actually, commentary. Yeah, a movie, movies I'm obsessed with, I'll absolutely. I got really into watching like the commentaries and uh, you know on the DVDs and stuff. And I haven't done it in a while. I haven't watched the one in a while, but I have. I mean, I, I, just different stuff. I was like super into. Like I watched the commentary for Fight Club. Oh, that's cool. Because like uh, David Fincher's, I love David Fincher and like movies he makes. And like I just wanted to know because like the that whole was, thing with him or yeah yeah it was with him and then it's some of the cast I think Brad Pitt's on it or like whatever. Oh, that's cool. And they they kind of talk about stuff on there, but like. I just want to know about that movie visually. Yeah. And then also, like, I mean, the story is also another thing, too. But, I mean, that's mostly the writer. Well, the guy who wrote the first, the, the original book, Fight Club, Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've seen that commentary. I've watched some of Kevin Smith. Like, 
It's Kevin right. Smith commentary course, yeah. is like dudes just hanging out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's kind of enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like like dudes hanging out watching the same movie, but it's not really like who it's dudes hanging out watching the same movie as you who just so happen to have insight on there when they were filming it. <laughs> That's pretty much the commentary yeah. for a Kevin Smith movie. But like I love I love um all rats. Yeah. So I've seen that one. You know, just different stuff. That's how you know you're nerdy when you watch a lot of different commentaries. I've done a lot of Tarantino. <laughs> oh, I've watched a lot of Tarantino films, actually yeah. too. I watched the one for Planet Terror and a Death Proof. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I think the last one I did was Jackie Brown. Oh, Jackie a, Brown's I'm a obsessed. good movie. That is another movie in my top five. I'm obsessed with that movie. Jackie Brown's a good movie. Yeah. I think it's Quentin Tarantino's best film. Feel free yeah. to give me some shit about that. No, no. Disagree. <laughs> no. That's fine. Actually, that's that's not a bad choice. I know, Matt, you're, you're not a big Tarantino fan. Yeah, I do really? Know you like, I not do. at all? Well, no, 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 no. So I like, I like some of his music. I, I mean, some of his music. I like some of his movies. I like some of his music, too. <laughs> uh, but I, I uh, just some of them, I'm just, I get... I get bored and I'm just like, Ugh. go watch Jackie Brown because that, it's a yeah. crime movie, and uh, that that's it's, kind of what makes it. Although that might just reinforce his opinion because it's pretty long. It is. Pretty <laughs> and there's long, definitely like man. there's definitely some like slower parts to it. It's not just a nonstop. But it's cool though because like it's a well, a lot it's of the good right. Tarantino stuff is like it's a throwback to something else, and this one is kind of like a throwback to black exploitation films. Yeah, and it's uh, based on an Elmore Leonard novel. Yeah, which yeah. Some of the characters have been used, I think, in a couple of other adaptation movies, but. Again, the magic of either Coen Brothers, the magic of Quentin Tarantino, being so, able to just like pull out the very best, you know. Well, so so the thing is like stories, drinking craft beer and you know uh, eating good food and stuff. Like you have to build up your palate, and I think I've slowly been building up my palate for like slow burn movies because like. I love slow burn movies now. I like movies that'll you know it drags out and then it'll take you and then uh, on this on this journey and then at the end of the movie you're just like ah it was it was well worth it. So I think I need to go back and watch Tarantino again before I can uh, say that I really don't like him. So like going back to like genre movies and what we we're talking about, kind of you're talking about slow burns that kind of reminded me. One genre that probably nobody else likes. They maybe I don't know. I really like film noirs. That like the to- like detective stories. Yeah, and a lot of them are like really slow burns. One of my favorite ones was uh, the Ryan Johnson movie Brick, and I know a lot of people did not oh, like yeah. that movie. Yeah, Brick Brick was good. Yeah. Um, but like uh. It basically, it's like uh, the detective story where Dame walks into your office and you got to solve the crime. He take that story, but he made everyone in high school, and it has Justin Gordon Levitt in it, and like it's kids stabbing each other in the back. There's drug telling, like there's people over the wrong side of the tracks, and they just make everything to equivalent to being in the high school. And then, of course, and I'm not spoiling the movie, but. In most traditional noir movies, there's a twist. And then, of course, at the end of this movie, there's a twist where you're like, oh, snap. And it's great. I love I love movies that I, I, as I gotten older. When I at first I'm like get to the damn points, oh! But like as I gotten older, I'm like it's okay. You can spend some time with character development. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I, I lived uh, for a while when I was actually working at uh, Half Price Books. I lived with a roommate for a few years, and uh, I actually credit him to like actually he's the one that showed me Brick, um, and uh, he he was definitely a cinephile for sure his entire room was just like covered with like deep like bookshelves of dvds and now i'm almost like i feel like that time i almost like wasted not wasted that time but like i almost wish 
like I want to be roommates with him now. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because I feel like I'd have so much more filter his yeah, stash. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he was way ahead of it. He, uh, you know, he was obviously way ahead of the curve. I've always loved movies. I mean, I've watched movies ever since I was a kid. I've always loved all kinds of movies, but uh, yeah, I feel like he was like ahead of the curve, like much more artistic, independent films. And he, you know, credit to, to, to my boy Brian Ziola. He's a stand-up comic now, actually. Um, he's been doing it for quite a few years. But, uh, yeah, that guy introduced me to Brick and, I mean, you know, some of, like, the early Ryan Gosling films and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the great, you know, interesting stuff he did Yo, so you brought up Ryan Gosling on this podcast. we got to oh, talk yeah. about Drive. How do you guys feel about Drive? Drive's great. Dude, I like Drive. Dude, I like Drive because it's so fucking insane. Okay. I mean, every, every movie that guy makes is fucking insane. This is true. Yeah. Like, there's literally a part where Ryan Gosling stops a dude's face in the hamburger in an elevator, and then it's just cool with it, and the movie just rolls with it. You're like, oh, okay. He's in Blue Valentine, right? Yes. Okay. So yes. That, that's not a very good movie to take a first date to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't take a first date to any uh, Reffin movie. Like, yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. absolutely terrible <laughs> idea. Yes. I mean, have you, have you guys seen some of his other films? Yeah. I watched Neon Demon recently. Oh, dude, Neon Demon. Oh, my God. Okay, have you seen Neon Demon? I have you, not seen Neon Demon, and, and I, I did want to know what I'm other, not going okay, to ruin it for you, because I think you should go watch it. It's what, on Amazon Prime. It I, is, I, yeah. I, I, I was going right to say, now. I wanted to know what other movies he directed, other, um, yeah, other uh, than Neon Demon. A good one to go start with Neon Demon. Neon Demon is... I want to call it a horror movie with models. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely beautiful to watch. It is. It's the, fucking visually stunning. Visually like it looks stunning. good. But I have some <laughs> I have I take some issue with some of the things that happen in the movie. I don't I don't want to spoil it for you cuz I want you to watch okay. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little sort of like unsure of some of the uh choices he made as far as the plot goes. Uh I think but that's kind of the worst part it of is, it, it, honestly. It is but. interesting. He did, um, Gosling, speaking of Gosling, he did uh, Only God Forgives, which was also a very that was good. strange yeah. movie. Yeah, I've seen that, that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bronson. Did you see Bronson? <sighs> Bronson sounds I did familiar. see Bronson too, yeah. yeah I might have, I might have um, watched that with my dad. It's kind of it's funny. It's Tom Hardy. He plays like, it's based on like this real dude who's in prison in England, and he like decided he wanted to be the UK's like most notorious prisoner and he just would like fight guards and just like no. <laughs> he spent like 22 years in solitary confinement or something because he just like keeps fighting everyone no I, I didn't see that one, but I, I did see uh legend and legend was fucking awesome where, legend? Where, which one was legend that's the one where he's the the twin brothers right Tom, uh, Hardy? Tom Hardy, yeah, Tom Hardy, yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen that movie that, that's the one where like they're two British gangsters and they're twins yeah. and yeah uh, it's that movie's fucking great. It's it's cool, but it's not like that one's a slow burn. It is slow, uh, but I wouldn't say that it's like put it like this. You, you could put it on and be like, okay, this is cool. Tom Hardy's awesome. He's dope. Yeah, he's cool. like we already know that, but like I don't know. I I, I just kind of feel that movie. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Put it like that. Okay. <laughs> it's good though. I liked it. I'll have to watch it. I like, Although there's I not like everything I don't. Stuff. There's not everything I don't like with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's just fucking great in anything. Do you like him as a brain? Absolutely. That was dude, pretty good too. Dude, Do that again. I, that was good. Do that again. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, I like him as Venom. Give me, give me, I, like, give me your Bane like, again. I want to hear that again. <laughs> I like. I just don't like the Venom character. Please do the Bane. Please. You don't. You don't like Venom. <laughs> 
What? Last time I was doing Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, last time you were doing. Oh, Sean he sounds Connery. just like he sounds just like Sean Connery in that yeah. movie. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. It's, 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 it's yeah. not that he does Bane or Sean Connery good. He just does a good Bane sounding like Sean Connery. I love to annoy <laughs> my wife with that. <laughs> I'll just like randomly look at my wife and like try and like do my Bane voice, and of course like I'm, you know, I'm grinning and like very pleased with myself, and she's like, "You're a, you're a fucking idiot," you know. I'll be like, "What, what a lovely, lovely voice." <laughs> Like that's uh, I, I guess I'm gonna get super nerdy for a second, but like Tom Hardy's great in anything he is, except for like I hate that the Venom character is the way the Venom character is. I don't blame that on Tom Hardy, I just blame on the way they wrote Venom. I'm just like you have a top tier actor. This dude is just waiting for a piece to give him an Oscar. And, <laughs> and you guys, I, I have not shit. seen it yet. Actually, so I've kind of just been tentative to watch it. So, well, I mean, go watch it and turn your brain off. It's kind of like the same thing that happens when you is watch. He a fast be, is movie. he in the new one? Yeah, he's in the new one also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I've yeah I've been here. Oh, by the way, I, I bootlegged that. I watched stuff. the new one. I have thoughts, but I'll tell you that later. Anyway, <laughs> you bootlegged the new one? Yes, I had to. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. My geeky sensibilities made me. <laughs> yeah, okay, but somebody who's like so into experiencing the theaters or whatever, like you bootlegged it. <laughs> I have reasons for it because, like, I mean, you could I see it and like still go see one. it in the theater, especially yeah, if you really I, like, like it. I thought about, I thought about like just well, see. That's another thing too. I'm, I'm weird about. Like, I'll actually go and support art. Like, I'll go and buy a ticket for something. Because like okay, I have yeah. to go whatever. I do the same thing for music. If I like an album enough, I'll go and buy it. I was literally yeah. just about to bring that up. Like, I'll, if the new album comes on, like I have Spotify, I'll listen to it. If I love it, like I'm a record collector too, so I will absolutely order the record, you know, or or buy a T-shirt from the band. Oh or yeah, yeah, of I'll course. go buy merch in a second. Yeah. I'll be like, oh hey, yeah, let me go support these guys. Throw yeah. some money. So there's at nothing it. wrong with like dipping your toe first. Uh, I'm you just know. saying, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. a little free preview. <laughs> um, so they kind of brings me back around the conversation with that we kind of had before the podcast a little bit not so much terrible terrible movies but ones that i guess aren't critically acclaimed that we love you know for instance i used to hate the series and i've kind of come around on it because the cheesiness and the terribleness kind of entertain me. And I'm talking about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And so I know, and like, I'm not I, saying I know it's not good, but it, well, it first off, me. I know you have this whole thing that you want to talk about the whole Fast and the Furious series from beginning to end. That and sounds then, like a whole podcast in and of itself. he has a lot of information that he wants to spill about the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you, you got you got feelings about it. <laughs> yeah, about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he. <laughs> loves the Tokyo Drift one like that's his favorite so I want to make sure everyone hears this right now no and then secondly I don't know man there's just something about something that I know that's not a good piece of art and I'm not saying it's a good piece of terrible but I just know that it's not something that it's going to push something forward, but still liking it anyway. See, I think that's okay, though. I don't think, like, every movie I watch, like, I can watch something for entertainment value. It doesn't necessarily have to be, Oh, by the way, that's, you that's, know, that's pushing the first the boundaries. Venom, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to be entertained. Now, I can't speak to Fast and the Furious. I have seen the first one. I remember seeing the first one, like, around, I guess, around the time it came out. Or Here, maybe, I'm going to tell you right now. Skip DVD, the first three. I haven't seen any of the others. No, excuse me. Skip the first four. Go right into five. 
five. Okay. And then watch the rest. Go right in the five and go watch the rest. Forget the other ones even happen. Okay. Start with the rock. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, can promise you I'll do that, but kind of just <laughs> cheesed it up. I think the rock gave it that right amount of cheese and told the people what they were cooking and it just kept going. And yes, thank Does you. Does he do the eyebrow? <laughs> I don't think he does. He did the eyebrow in Scorpion King. He does do the eyebrow in Scor- God, Scorpion King. I think that King. was still like prime eyebrow raising. What was that, like mid-2000s or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Don't get, don't get I think he's trying to dis because now he's just Dwayne Johnson, right? Oh, yeah, he's Dwayne Johnson. DJ. Dis- distancing yeah. himself. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. Not that I know that much about The Rock, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm a wrestling fan, so like, yeah. I mean, I am too. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I was more like ne- like mid to late Oh, no, 90s that's what I mean. Like, then, I mean, I, indep- I started independence, but. I tried to get dabble into it a little bit more. Like, I've been trying to check out AEW lately because it's more so independent. Like, I, I've seen a few episodes of AEW and it reminds me of Night and I'm like, the feels because <laughs> it's not w, it's not I, WWE. I've been resisting. I haven't uh, go watch the AEW. Yeah. I'll bet you uh, it's been it's been quite a few years since I've I've dipped back into wrestling. But that roommate I was telling you about who's in movies, we we went down a big rabbit hole in the like mid 2000s where we started watching like rewatching like when ECW came back when WWE oh, dude, ECW, ECW back, yeah. and Raven went to an Sabu. event and everything <laughs> the Dudley boy <laughs> oh yeah I love all that I was I was a Bubba Ray Dudley for Halloween a few years ago actually dude I wanted him oh, to do some merch with me and him oh, having the belt old school I had the, had the tie-dye t-shirt and the, and the overalls oh yeah so, matter of fact that's an inside joke all the time always like about us going to the top like being awesome it's like hey dude we're going for the championship belt love it Hey, hey, so uh, because of this story, we went to uh, watch wrestling, uh, the Booker T wrestling uh, that he has oh, here. The in ROW, town. I think it's called. Yeah, right? some, something like that. He had something at the Pasadena or d- Convention yeah. Center, and uh, we went out there to go watch it. And we really wanted to go because they had uh, Sandman. Sandman was going to be there, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, dude! ECW is going to be fucking tight." <laughs> so uh, the whole the whole night, Sandman comes out. He comes out to the Metallica song like he normally does. He uh, gets on on the ring. He starts drinking his beer, kind of like your Stone Cold. You know, he's the one who originated that, I guess. Uh, you know, he he gets on the chair. He pours a beer for my friend in in uh, in his mouth, and it's fucking awesome. We're having this great fucking time. He gets in the ring. Uh, one of the guys. One of the uh, you know the amateur wrestlers kicks him in the stomach and knocks him the fuck out, and then he pins him and he he's out. <laughs> that was it. That's it. He, just, That's it. he came it. out for his entrance, you know, walked around, passed out some beers, and then he 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 was out. That was it. And then uh, Booker T brought him back out at the end of the wrestling event, and you know he was like, uh, "Thank you everybody for coming out or whatever." And, and, and then Sandman did the spinner Rooney. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that, that, yeah. That's what's great about wrestling that's now. Like if you go amazing. like AEW reminds me the way WWF used to be back in the day before they got all, I don't know, I guess commercial? The way, you don't remember how you used to watch WCW Nitro and it was not quite WWF or, w, or before they were WWE? Yeah. That's the way AEW feels. Yeah. And it's still for fresh, it's still for clean. I've heard good Go things about it. I feel like <laughs> Go watch I, it. I've considered <laughs> I've considered trying to get back into it, but I just, I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 
I'm sorry. I wanted to go back to you. You were talking about uh, terrible movies that are yeah, good terrible movies. Sorry. <laughs> you were talking about terrible movies. That are oh yeah, good. is this? Were we talking about movies? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. But we were talking you, about movies before wrestling. But you yes. explained to me something that I didn't know uh, about why they're called B movies. Oh right. So can you can you? So like this kind of goes to the definition of trailers. So like why are trailers called trailers when they come before the movie? Well, back in the day, like let's say 30s, something like that. The only thing to do besides having sex or watching TV because TV wasn't invented yet was to go to the movie. (laughs) And so when you go to the movies, it was always a double feature because the studios wanted to get you there for as long as they could you know, just to spend some money. So basically you would have a movie smacked uh, with trailers in the middle and then another movie. All right, So the main event would be movie A. So a movie they would play before would be one of lesser known actors or like whatever and that would be called movie B or the B movie. And so that name just stuck. And so like anytime you you hear somebody talk about like a movie that doesn't have like well known people in it or just like that's just a subpar you know a, a movie that's not swinging for the, the fences that's a B movie. That's why trailers are called trailers now because they used to trail the B movie. And so like these names are just kind of stuck kind of like uh what i was talking about the other day pumpkin spice pumpkin spice isn't even made out of pumpkin totally tangent i know anyway <laughs> but you did mention you wanted to talk about that on the podcast That's fair. well to be fair it is called pumpkin spice oh yeah. they're not saying a pumpkin latte yeah they're yeah they're not a saying pumpkin, a pumpkin latte, latte ice latte, latte. It's, i think it's inferring the spice oh it is it's like you know cinnamon and nutmeg so you know doesn't even have pumpkin in it if you guys didn't know that fyi don't get me wrong i am base guys bitch i will order a pumpkin latte so don't at me bro <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your explanation of yeah. b-movies b-movies yeah. pumpkin spice yes like if you have anything yes. that you need there now it's just <laughs> i like that some i mean i love that that survived that's interesting i actually hadn't heard that before i actually didn't know that that's yeah awesome. yeah that's kind of like yeah that's where it started um going back with like crappy movies i'll go throw another one on the table that i like a lot uh, idle hands Especially coming from Spooky Season, the movie's so crappy. I, 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 yeah, yeah, it's crappy, but it's great. And I fell in love with Jessica Alba uh, at, at a young age. It, I fell yeah. in love with Jessica Alba and, and the, the perennial rapey vibes in that movie. <laughs> it also has uh, Devin Sawa from uh, Final Destination, from Dallas, which we, which Final we mentioned. Yeah, and he's from and Casper. He's also all, Casper. The offspring, the offspring are in that movie, the right? Are in that movie. <laughs> Seth Green is in that movie. <laughs> it's such a great, terrible movie. Like. Like, for like a teen, like, yeah, like the teen, like a totally just being a teen movie that it's also sort of like a, a teen movie. Halloween movie. It's not, that's a, bad, like, yeah. it's not a bad movie. It's Final like, Destination is not a bad movie. No, I don't think. Final, well, honestly, I think Final Destination may be borderline good, just because like the way that it's written, like especially in the time when it came out, like right now, is an interesting concept. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure something like that. Had been I wish done somebody before, it, it did something with it instead of trying to uh, serialize it, like yeah, because it like really, I just don't it think it got really bad really quick. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I think the first one is a super great concept, and the 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 guy who wrote it had to do with a lot of the episodes from the X Files. That's why it's so different. Like it's it's not a traditional horror movie. Yeah, you know, it's not like there's not a slasher. Like whatever, it's literally depth design. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. Some of those movies that are now have like sequels, time sequels, are like Saw. Yeah, Saw has like the that, that's a great first movie. Saw is fantastic. We talked about that the last one too, but like Saw is great to me. Like I think, I think the it's great. I think class. it's so clever. It's such, you know, I thought the 
the script was just so great and you know i thought the twist was great i want to really i really i've been trying to track it down i haven't seen it it's probably on like youtube or something but i really want to see the original short that was made it was like eight or eight or ten minutes oh but i forgot those guys names but yeah there's original yeah yeah, I yeah. well i mean okay going back to the theaters when i was talking about at the beginning i saw that one when it first came out at landmark river oaks r.i.p and um r.i.p <laughs> yeah r.i.p yeah, uh and so i didn't know it wasn't fake quote unquote um i kind of had an idea because like some of us so, so kind of obvious but i remember i saw it there in that theater and i remember being genuinely terrified during certain parts and kind of going back with what i was talking about ambiguity there, there's a part in the movie that scared me when i was a teenager about how they get stuck in the woods they hear kids and they hear rustling and they tell the guy to turn off the light and that messed me up because I was all like, no, as a kid, my mama said, if you keep the light on, the monsters can't come. <laughs> and then in this movie, they're saying, if you keep the light on, the monsters will see you. Blew my mind. <laughs> I was <That's> like, <laughs> like, I added like yeah. a literal legitimate fear for a few seconds. And like, to me, good horror movies. They do that to you. That's why I was recommending Hereditary in the last one because I think if you watch Hereditary, that movie like messes with you. Yeah, like it sticks with you, and I think that's kind of the the crusp of a lot of the A twenty four film movies. Yeah. Would you would you call that a slow burn, Matt? Hereditary as it as it sort of builds up, it's very dreadful. Uh, yeah. I mean, some people have said it's a slow burn. I, I mean, it kind of is to me, but I was I was fully invested the whole time. Like I was just like, dude, this is a great movie. Um, Definitely a great recommendation for anybody who wants to watch a, a really creepy, scary movie. Uh, and but like what you were saying earlier, Brandon, is like uh, you, well, you were suggesting that we'd come up with some like uh, recommendations for people like uh, like really good top tier horror movies. Do you have any other recommendations? Uh, well, yeah, well, definitely Hereditary is on the list. Um, I brought this one up last week too. The Witch, The Witch is on my on my list. Which is um, we've talked already a few times about. It follows. It follows. Go watch that. Now, if you. You yeah. want like a more traditional? Um, are those all eight twenty-four? Watch, those yes. are. <laughs> watch, watch the witch with subtitles though. I started watching like the first thirty minutes, and I was like, "What the fuck are they saying?" Because it's in this like middle English, and so like I turned on the subtitles, and then now I think it's it's absolutely one of the well, you know, like, to best me, films. The, I was talking to him about this earlier, but well, previously. But what I like about the witch is like I know people who are like super Christian and Catholic who hate that movie because they said, "Oh." Oh my god it's like all this stuff then i know people who are super into horror movies like they like the schlocky horror what did they they're like it's a good movie but like it doesn't have anything new in it and like to me i'm like it's that perfect blend of middle oh. where like i think it's creepy because it has that old language it has all there has that the literally devil is in the details literally and then at the very end it spirals off and to me it's like i, I know it sounds weird and you think Trace is sicko, but it's it's almost beautiful in yeah. a weird way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved how much uh, attention uh, they paid to the details uh, in that movie, and and also to Brent. Uh, yeah, the first time I watched that movie, you know, I was. 
kind of confused uh you know as it gets towards the end you know like it starts becoming more clear how the, what the movie's about but uh i went and rewatched it for the second time with the subtitles on and i was like holy shit this makes way more sense you know like just <laughs> yeah, just a lot of the sure. stuff that there's just a lot of the stuff no, that that, that's a good because of the subtitles. Well, great, yeah, yeah. great performance from anna taylor joy who i'm pretty oh. sure is gonna win an oscar here i, I guarantee you she's gonna win an oscar no, no, she, in she's like, gonna be she's gonna win five to ten years because she's crushing it she's no she's just, she's knocking out the park she, she's gonna she's gonna be nominated original she's, netflix show that queen's gambit i mean dude i watch queen's gambit <laughs> amazing games. and she's great at I'm it i'm looking like, forward to seeing anything she does going forward she's gonna win an oscar for peach <laughs> yes yes did you, hear, did you hear that she's she's gonna be princess peach in the mario movie yeah, i think yeah, i yeah. did hear that i guess we'll see yes <laughs> but that's so crazy uh, yeah sorry to jump on the mario tangent but uh Dude, yeah, the movie, I, it's uh, it's such a beautiful movie, especially like the ending. I think it's just like super like bittersweet, and it's I don't know. I, f- I just fucking love. I, 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 love I, I don't think it's the wh- super bittersweet. I just, just think it's creepy, and then yeah. you're just like, oh wow, and then like that. That's not even layering the yeah. the subjectionism of about religion, which we won't go on this podcast. This is not the place for well, it. Well, well, but well, maybe not it's just bittersweet. So crazy. Maybe not bittersweet, but I do. I I I think that there's some type of balance there where it's it's emotional it's, response, it, right? Yeah, yeah, super dark and 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 creepy, but it's also very beautiful and almost angelic. Yeah. Yes, in a weird way because it, it goes it traditionally it's different from what your mind thinks right your mind thinks like oh satanic or like whatever but at the same time also it's kind of freeing see i like that they don't necessarily like you're not sure exactly what's happening in that movie like you don't know if there is like some evil force at work or if like you know if it's just sort of like a witch trial kind of a thing like i like that they're not a hundred percent spelling out like what's going on. And then on. I like there's little it's details. It's kind of up to you, like what, yes. is, what is actually happening here? Like who actually you know did you know? I'm not. Get, I don't want to get. That's actually one of the movies I think people should absolutely watch. Yeah, go watch this yeah. for Halloween. It, that's on my top. Like, um, but it definitely kind of keeps now. you. I guess it kind of keeps you guessing as to like what's really going on, which I think is like a mark of a good film. You know, like what is actually so, going on right uh, now? on the opposite side of that, right? We're talking about that at the end. Well, you were talking about this before, and Mandy. I want to talk about that. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, let's talk Definitely. the elephant in the room with Mandy. It's Nicolas Cage movie, and, and, and that that either means one or two things to you: one, that Nicolas Cage is a fucking madman, or two, oh, he's an okay actor. <laughs> Dude, over the last like whatever three years, Nicolas Cage is crushing it. I'm not, I say that with absolutely. I'm not joking at all. His movies have been great, including. I'm glad you actually brought him up. My absolute. Number one movie of 2021 so far is a Nicolas Cage movie. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and it's called Pig. And if you haven't seen it yet, you need to see it because it's amazing. And it will totally subvert sort of what you think about it just by reading the plot. And I literally think he could... I mean, probably no one will nominate him for an Oscar, but I think I think surprised. Adam Sandler should have been nominated for Uncut Gems, and in that sort of in that same uh, tradition for Pig, I feel like Nick Cage could be nominated for an Oscar for Pig. It's amazing. So Watch two it. things you, you brought to my head there. We're gonna go back to circle about Nicolas Cage and Mandy in a minute, but traditionally it makes me mad about Oscars who do not give people their moments due. Like for instance, Bill Murray. Bill Murray got nominated for Lost in Translation yep. and he is great in that movie. Excellent. Excellent. 
did not win it. And it's like, dude, I don't know when if Bill Murray will ever try to get an Oscar again. And and like I'm not saying he's not able to. I'm just saying like that was his moment. I Guys, so. come on. So. Um I felt the same way you're saying about you know, uh, Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler. Like, completely opposite what I was expecting from Sandler. Yeah. I did not buy that that was Sandler after the movie was on for, like, an hour. I was yeah. like, this is not Sandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you, well, you said you said Bill Murray, which is, which, is a, which is great. But I would also say Tawny Collette. Oh, yeah. She's oh, wonderful. dude. She's great in everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> like, 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 I would have thought, well, thought she would have won an award for Hereditary. Like, she was fantastic in that movie. Her performance was so emotional and fantastic. Um, I even think she showed her chops in that uh, Charlie Kaufman movie, uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Like, she, I, she's I good. She she's an underrated actress. Um, golly, man. I forget, yeah, I forgot how great she is in her. Hereditary, like Hereditary, she's awesome. Like just her emotional performance and just the way I, I like how everybody treated that movie with respect. Like the acting performances never. Like if you go watch a Friday the Thirteenth movie, people in there are into the horror movie. They're like, I know what I am, and malignant. Malignant. Yeah, can we can we talk about that? I was actually hoping you'd bring I, I, that yeah, up. I, I, it seems very mixed. Wait, 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 well, first of all, should we ruin opinions. it or not? I mean, I'm, I'm a. No, I'm a you, don't, you don't have to ruin it. It's still pretty new. I mean, I wouldn't like okay, totally okay. I'm not spoil ruin it, it, but but I will say this. Tell me if I'm wrong. Everyone in that movie's dialed in, and they know how cheesy it is. See, because I, I think they are. I think they are. I, I'm I not convinced that, of that. I think that those people, that some of those people know that there's the cheese. Like, it's, the director, for sure, knows. Okay, so we just spoiled so? probably the biggest thing in this movie. <laughs> this movie's cheesy. So do not believe the trailers if you haven't yeah. seen it. Malignant is cheesy. Yeah, the trailers the ch- are, no. don't do that movie justice. Well, the trailers make it look like a good movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and what you watch is a long, not good movie, in my opinion. Well, like, okay, so I, I, I told him he had to watch this. I, I kind of, I haven't felt this way about a movie since Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, I like what I just saw, but yeah. I also like, I don't know, this is a whole new level of entertaining. Because like, for instance... I wouldn't mind watching the malignant too. Anyway, <laughs> no, just the, I, I guess it is. I don't know. I have such mixed feelings about it. Just uh, overall, I just I feel like I didn't like it. That's just my overriding feeling. I didn't like it. It was super cheesy. The acting was absolutely horrible. I guess that was by design. Um, but you know, like watching the trailer, for instance, it makes it look like this super interesting movie. Like the whole like um, uh, like. Uh, wall house melting uh, yeah, uh, um, effect. Dude, James Wan awesome. films the hell out of this movie. The, it looks amazing. It the looks cinematography good. when yes. she's running through the house and it's like filmed from above. That's literally phenomenal. what I told him. I was like, yeah, it looks it looks cool. And to me, just like making this beautifully shot, like great effects, um, big budget, like terrible B movie. You know, B movies are B movies because of budgetary restrictions. Because you can't hire great actors, like purposely, like making like a big budget 
B movie just seems like so an awful idea bit, to okay? me. I, I think I loved it because it was like super big budget cheese yeah. ball. So let, 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 let's face the picture, and then I'm going to go on a little bit deeper dive with okay. this a little bit. Right. But the picture here is this James Wan. Okay, he's the guy who was responsible for the original Saw, Saw movies yeah. that we we're talking about. Um, he did the Conjuring series. Yeah, I, on there. See, I love the Conjuring. Yeah, movies. I, I, I like yeah, Conjuring I movies too great. as well. Uh, definitely fans of that. He did that. And so instead of making Conjuring 3, which he did not make, he, I think he executive produced it, but he didn't make it. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't make his when own thing. He gave us Malignant. Like, the dude did Aquaman, <laughs> produced I Conjuring mean, 3, yeah. and made Malignant. And before Aquaman, let's remind everyone that he did a Fast and the Furious movie. And <laughs> was, it, was it from 5 on? It was one of the ones after 5, and I can't remember okay. which one. I want to say it's 7, but I don't... Somebody probably could nerd check me with that, but I don't remember exactly. I guess you just got used to making ridiculous shit and just decided to carry that back over into the horror genre. So, like, okay, the highs and malignant or so cheese. That, that's why I, I think I kind of like it. Okay, so going I mean, from the, the opening scene, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, okay, this. Well, wait, okay, okay, so we take peaks and valleys. So bad from the first five minutes of the movie. It's well, like, that, that's what I was telling him. Like, okay, uh-oh. so the first few minutes, I was like, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Okay, this is what this movie's about. Then all of a sudden, it shifts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it brings it back in a, in a, in a really crazy way, yeah. <laughs> like extremely crazy way. And I, and like, I was really confused about it. And then I started doing a little digging into it because I was like, dude, why am I so, uh, by the way, this is a thing of general movies. If you're really into art film and stuff, look up movies after you watch them guys. Cause it, better context helps you out a little bit. Oh, anyway. So I went and looked up this and I just didn't realize it, but Malignant has a lot of throwbacks to Giallo movies. And if you're familiar with like Giallo genre horror stuff, they're grounded in reality. And you're like, wait a minute, Trey, I know how this movie is. Stay with me. <laughs> they're grounded with reality. There are a lot of cop procedural type movies. And then like the acting is super over the top. The gore is super over the top. And then like it's over. The, the Giallo movies kind of invented what we call the modern slasher. This movie has a lot of throwbacks to Giallo movies. And I think that that's kind of what they were going for. And boy, did he shoot for the fucking stars. <laughs> I will just say that there's a, there's just literal legitimate parts of this movie. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go with it. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't re- willing to take the ride. <laughs> don't like, don't get me wrong. I like Argento as much as the next guy, you know, like I, I rewatched opera recently Yeah, and, well, I mean, well, and, uh, and I like it. You know, I know that's sort of, I guess, considered in that genre. I mean, that's almost exactly what you just, yes, the plot, yeah. plot line you described earlier, but you know, James Wan thinks he's making an Argento film. He can just fuck right off. You know? like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I you know, love it. <laughs> the fucking Aquaman guy, like, fuck off. You it's know, like, you're, like, you no, are not no. Argento. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, though. I, I was stick to my previous sentiment. They made a malignant, too, with Gabriel in it. I'll watch it. <laughs> like, what's I, up? Hey, I would watch it, too. <laughs> but, but like I said, man, I love just cheese horror or just cheese movies in general. See, that that's kind of what I was talking about, just kind of like liking, and I guess for all its and purposes, crappy stuff, terrible things, and still being entertained with it. Um, it there's just something interesting about that, because like, I can go in something and watch The Green Knight, like you were saying. 
and I can see there's a lot of different layers there. Um, there's very uh, different cinema, uh, cinema, cinematography choices they made while filming it, things like that. But then I can watch Malignant, and it's completely the opposite direction. I'm like, it was cool. Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, you can have love. You can have love for all of it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey guys, this is Brent from the episode you just listened to. Matt and Trey need to pay some bills, so this week's episode is brought to you by The Dirty Hoe. Sometimes the best thing you have in the world is your hoe in your hand. And ultimately, when it comes to a final girl, what do you want more? Was the sweat on your brow worth the time and effort you spent calculating the burial of this sweet flower? The Dirty Hoe understands your efforts and wants your work as clean and effortless as possible. So check into their equipment and garden supply, dig deeper, and keep the land as pure as possible with that Dirty Hoe. <laughs> I, I do like your delivery. It's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, so going back to a little bit more reality. Yo, so what are some of your favorite dramas? There's a couple of them I already mentioned twice already and by the same person. Dramas? But, uh, whoa, did you say drumline? No, no, I said dramas. Did you yeah, say dramas? dramas. <laughs> I was like, do you like no. drumline? Like, are you bringing up Nick Cannon on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon is hilarious. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. <laughs> one one band, one sound, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> that's a drumline joke. If nobody got it, uh, yo. So going back to dramas, like the ones I really liked was uh, Shawshank Redemption. Like I consider that a drama. Like I really like that movie. Definitely, that's like one of my favorites. Like. <laughs> It's not scary. It's not whatever. It's like a serious piece of movie that, that, that like, whatever. And I love the hell of that movie. Um, that there's some little bittersweet moments, stuff like that. So, and, you know, that's kind of well-rounded. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else, that, the other dramas that you guys like? I really liked The Pianist. Oh, The Pianist is good. That's a good movie. It's beautiful. <laughs> it really is. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, no, I know. I, I really dug that movie. I'm trying to think. Cause I'm oh, trying I, to I know another one. Cause I, cause I immediately off, think about the, off the dome because me and you watched it was Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash. I fucking love Whiplash. Whiplash is an amazing movie. That's a great movie. The acting's yeah. great in it. The the tensions, the feelings, the music. I don't even have to go into that. But like, if, I, if the jazz portion wasn't even part of the movie, it would still be a good movie. Yeah. I think it adds to it. But like, I mean, that's a that's a great drama. Uh, the, and the other movie was actually pretty good. That I saw recently. Well, not recently, but like not too long ago. Uh, about the drummer. Um, oh, uh, the Sound of Metal. The Sound of Metal. Oh, Sound of Metal that was, was excellent. Yeah, that was a really very, good movie. Very that guy's a great actor. It, it, it was, oh my god! <laughs> it, it was very terrifying for me, just because like you know being a musician, being right? a musician and playing like. Did you relate to that too? Because you said it, something about playing music before too. For sure. It, it, yeah. it, that was something that I always thought about, like, you know, playing music when I was younger and stuff like that, and, you know, not protecting your ears properly yeah. and stuff, like losing your hearing, because, I mean, that's what the movie, that's what the movie's about, uh, but, like, that was kind of terrifying for me, but so I kind of, like, it connected, I connected with that mo- that film, but I thought it was uh, beautifully shot and well acted. I think it got some, a couple of Oscar nominations. I, yeah, I think not? the guy got nominated for uh, Best uh, Actor. I don't think he won, but mm, still, so. he was great in that movie. Like, I mean, yeah. I was really surprised by that, that oh, performance. It, it hits close to home. I've never, I certainly, well, I haven't gone deaf, but I definitely have hearing loss from, uh, you know, not wearing earplugs and playing in live bands and stuff over the years and going to concerts. I wear earplugs exclusively and I have for probably close to 10 years now. Oh, really? Any concert I go to, anytime I play music, but I should have been doing it the like 15 years prior to that or, you know, 10 years, 15 years prior to that. But so this is going to be a weird question. Are you guys more concerned about losing your sight or your ears? 
Uh, me personally, my ears. I love music so much that like I, uh, I think it would be devastating. I don't know. I used to switch around. I used to think that like if I lost my vision, like because I love art so much, like I like things, I like colors or like whatever. But then like as I got older, like we're kind of like talking about slow burns, right? Things of the mind kind of stick with me more, and like music makes me see things that I can't see. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Definitely. And I think hear, losing my hearing would be terrible. Yeah. And I honestly, this is one of the things I didn't really realize until I saw that movie. And it's just so crazy. Like the way they talk about with like sign language interpreter services, uh, just different <laughs> stuff like that. It like, oh man, that's a good movie. If you haven't watched it, that one's also on Amazon Prime. Go watch Great it. Film, yeah. I, no. man, I feel like you could just do a whole nother podcast on eat genre <laughs> no i will lie. say um just since you brought it up just one thing that's on on my brain uh in preparation for uh the green knight uh, i decided to watch a couple of the other like lowry films because i i don't think i had seen any of them but um a ghost story oh we talked about that it's before a ghost story is good film that's, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i decided that's awesome. to watch that i also watched the ain't them body saints mm-hmm. um which actually, which I think is his film too, which both star the exact same <laughs> Casey same Affleck page. and yeah, Rudy Mara yeah. in both films. And they're both really good, but a ghost story is just so like, you know, devastating and emotional and heavy. And it's, you know, it's gutting. I mean, it's great. It is gutting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. still on my list and I, I've not got to see it yet, but, uh, it's I'm, really good. Yeah. Oh, I've heard nothing but there's good like things. a, there's like an, uh, there, <laughs> there's like a eight minute uncut scene of like Rooney Mara in grief, like eating this pie, just like stress, like, gr- you know, maxed out on grief. And she's just like shoveling this pie. I mean, it's like, it's devastating. I mean, it's like heartbreaking. It's insane. And it's just this uncut shot and she's like crying and it's, Oh, Oh, it's one of those scenes you can't look away from, but it's not scary. Yeah. And you're just like, stop. It's uncomfortable yes. as hell. Yes. It's sort of like that, like the, like the, uh, the crying, uh, Tony Collette crying in heredity and, um, um, Oh, oh my God! The actor's name Florence Pugh crying in a Midsummer, like you know those scenes go on the wailing. You know, obviously Ari Aster has a thing with grief, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those scenes are like you know they feel like they go on forever, and it's just this like intense wailing, crying grief. But it's just so like intense, and it's like so it just okay. sets such a mood. So we're kind of touching on the same point. Let's move back to our favorite well, person. Well, hold on, hold on one second. Since we're talking about a twenty four for a second. Uh, um, I did want to ask what you thought about Saint Maud. Uh, and the reason I'm asking this is because when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be a full blown horror movie, and to my surprise, it wasn't. It was still a great movie, I thought, uh, but it wasn't horrible. What, did, what were your thoughts on Saint Maud? Yeah, I mean, it's like definitely one of those horror adjacent. I, this is what I would call. I mean, some people call Midsummer horror adjacent. Like they don't necessarily consider it a horror movie. I do. No, I think Midsummer is a horror movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think it's a horror. Yeah, film. I didn't really know what to think of that movie going in. Like I thought maybe like I didn't know if it was going to be like a whole you know possession yeah. kind of a thing, like right off the bat, or what exactly was going to happen. But um, I guess you could call that a little bit of a slow burn as well. Just like. Um, Learning about the life of this girl and to me, that's a know, good seven point five movie. Like obsessions. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's a a, a solid eight, but I say it's a good seven point five. It's not like yeah. I don't know if it's even necessarily in my like top ten. 
you know, like A24 films I or whatever. But it, though. I mean, I, it, I've seen I, shittier I'd movies. call it top 25, certainly, yeah. you know, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a good top movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's super uncomfortable. Yes. I don't know what, what's up with people and their hatred of, you know, organized religion. <laughs> But, oh, by the way, I said that jokingly. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I think that was awesome, uh, especially towards the end. I just thought it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah, that's definitely the visuals, one of those kind oh, of The movies. visuals are top tier in that movie. Oh, yeah. That's they, one of those movies, cool. like, the last, like, 30 minutes is really, like, the payoff. So, just, like, you know, roll with it. And then I feel like it, you know, really starts to get really good in the last, like, whatever, third so to boomerang again, because we're talking about Nicolas Cage, and we'd never finish talking about Mandy. Yeah, I want to talk about Mandy. Yeah, I, like I have to talk about this movie. Go ahead. Like I've been trying to get you to watch this movie, Matt. Like oh, you okay. haven't seen it yet? No, um, I, I have not. It's been on so my like, list. Okay, so like it's kind of like same visual palette from Neon Demon. I'm talking about where it's kind of like super a saturated. Darker, yeah, a little darker. Yeah, I would say darker, but it's like these neon flashes of like it's color. It, it, it like it has like these fonts that are like straight out of uh i uh i don't know man they're like straight up slayer album vibes <laughs> like and and then the 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 soundtrack is like this pulse sounding like synth heavy thing it, the movie's filmed like a i don't know uh, an 80s out of hell without being cheesy vibe to it yeah um it's like a psychedelic cult revenge movie. Yeah, and wow. it's, gory, it's gory as hell. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage, for some reason, just throws it at the wall and it keeps going and it's good. And, like, he's not bad in the movie. Like, he doesn't. He's I don't just, think he's, he's actually cheesy a, in this movie. No, no. He doesn't no, have a fake Cajun accent. No, no, he doesn't have a fake. No, he's not a fake Alabama accent. Oh, yeah. That's just as bad as Tokyo Drift. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just super, it's like a super intense sort of, like, revenge film, like, on, like, on acid in the 70s. Yeah, I love it times 10. Yeah. I love this movie. Like, Mandy is, to me, I want to put Mandy almost in my top 10. I think some of I really like this movie. Oh, it's excellent, man. No, it's, that's what I'm saying when, earlier, before we went off on, like, a very long tangent, uh... Nick Nicholas Cage is crushing it right now, and I think like Color Out of Space. Oh, Color Out of Space is great. I don't think it's as good Talk as about Mandy. That movie a little bit. I think it's that gives a little bit of attention. It's yeah. also a very sort of psychedelic. You're right. It's sort of a sci-fi Mandy, movie. It's sort of a horror like it. movie. It could sort of fit in either genre, I guess. But it definitely gets kind of horror towards the end once you see like what's happening. I don't want to give away too much because I I think it's. You know, if you oh, have, no, yeah. if you have Shudder, it's worth for watching, ride. for sure. If you like Mandy, don't go in there expecting the same thing. But it's pretty good. You'll like it. It, it definitely still has that same kind of, like, on-acid vibe to it, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. Which I think is some of the best horror movies coming out. Like no, Mandy is a must-watch right to me. Some of the most recent ones. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch it. Yeah, I Mandy bet. is a must-watch. Like, I think you should experience that, even if you don't like a Nicolas Cage movie. I think... Uh, no, and that, I, like, I love me some Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Does he make you come <laughs> uh, to the movie? I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Especially in Face Off. Oh God, <laughs> we talked about this, right? How we like Castro Troy, but we don't like Nickel. We don't like John, John Travolta of Castro Troy. <laughs> yeah. Like John Travolta as the villain, it's like get out of here. <laughs> like give me back Nicholas Cage. <laughs> like why? 
Uh, face off, dude. I don't understand. Like in that mid '90s, I guess it was mid '90s, right? There was like those specific John Woo movies. And there was Face Off. There was Broken Arrow. That's the one with Christian Slater and him. They're fighting yeah. on the <laughs> on yeah. the train, and then out of nowhere, the doves come flying because there have to be doves everywhere. <laughs> like why? Yeah. There's that weird Mira Savino movie where uh, they're hunting her down for something. That that was the one afterwards, and like. It didn't really go anywhere. And it was after Mira Servino was in a... She was in the Quentin Tarantino Michelle? movie. No, no, that's the same one. But she was before oh. that. It was before that. It was after... Uh, is it My True Romance? I think so, maybe. It was after she, won, she was nominated for an Oscar. She was in that movie. And it was also another... Uh, who's the guy who made that movie? Is it Ang Lee? I want to say maybe. They made which one? Uh, Broken Arrow and Face Off. That might be right. I couldn't swear to it. <laughs> but yeah, there was a weird point in time where that guy was hot and he was making all the movies because like he made Mission Impossible 2 and Mission Impossible 2 is way different than Mission Impossible 1. Also, going back because we've been talking about a lot of first movies here. Uh, Saw 1 is good. Mm -hmm. Final Destination 1 is good. Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible 1 is good. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible 1 directed by Brian De Palma and it's like a... Like another word you've heard on this podcast a lot is a slow burn. Um, it's a great spy thriller film, like a spy thriller, yeah. and I mean it is. And uh, that's a good movie. Go go watch the first Mission Impossible. It's a time movie. Watch all the De Palma movies. Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while we're at it, go watch a lot of the. Yeah, <laughs> even Fim Fatale is not a bad movie. That's the one of Rebecca Romaine. Mm -hmm. And uh, although the, I'm gonna lie, the last quarter of that movie just falls off the rails. Yeah, but it's filmed really well. Yeah, I, I like. Like uh, Ryan the Palmer is like yeah he's an unsung hero, yeah. Like because I remember like you were asking about David Cronenberg and I brought up yeah, yeah. Crash last time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Crash? Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I thought everyone had seen that. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> David Cronenberg, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Have you set through? Have you set through the fly? The fly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Because you told me you didn't like that one, right? Yeah, I thought that was. Eh. Why didn't you like it? I was, I'm just curious. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just not a big like huge sci-fi fan. It, it, I, I think it, that movie it, is a little more sci-fi than some of his other like gross-out body horror movies. Yeah, I, I mean honestly, like Videodrome was like probably one of the first things that I like. Videodrome. I mean, that, I think it's the first Cronenberg movie I ever saw, and. Um, again, that sort of like super psychedelic feel. I mean, the whole movie feels like you're on acid, you know, for sure. <laughs> yes. And I think some of the best yes. horror, I mean, I call it a horror movie, I guess. I uh, call it a horror movie. I yeah. think it is. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Uh, I think is, you know, with that feeling is, is some of the best, you know, way the, to the do, and Morty way episode, to do did you know movie. that, uh, that's what they were talking about. Which one? The Rick and Morty episode where <laughs> he, all of them fall in love and he tells them, Oh no, we Cronenberg did. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's referencing. It's like the, the, the fly movies and now he does all the body horror stuff. Yeah. And it's like, Oh no, we're a bunch of Cronenbergs, blah, 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 stuff like that. Anyway. Uh, I, I'm not super familiar with Cronenberg, but, uh, well, who who directed uh, the house that Jack built? What was his name? That was uh, Ron Trier. Lars von Trier. Yeah, yeah. yeah von That's Trier. That's a great film. That is a good movie. That's an underrated movie. <laughs> yeah, Matt Dillon does uh, is amazing in that movie. Um, 
I almost feel like it's an American Psycho part two. Yeah, a except, little bit, yeah. It has American for, like, Psycho minus vibe to it. Kunis. And then a um, whole, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a whole hell scene. Yeah, and yeah. yeah like <laughs> really I, I think good. it's a really good movie. I yeah. think Ron Schreier is great as different stuff. Yeah. Um, That's uh, a good one. It's on Hulu right now. It's worth watching. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm uh, gonna tell you right now, though. Yeah, it goes places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes. It definitely goes places. So, FYI. so uh, I know. I know we're kind of gonna wrap this up soon. But uh, before we leave, I just want to make sure you recommend a couple movies for everybody to watch for you know you know the spooky season because it's, it's still the, the start of spooky season. So, uh, well, actually, when this comes out, it'll it'll be in the middle of spooky season. So. Uh, just give us a couple recommendations, and then you can give us a couple recommendations, Brent, and then uh, sure. I'll I'll throw out like maybe three. Okay, well I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it simple. And I'm just gonna go easy to obscure. Um, hey guys, go watch Halloween. Go watch the original. That that I mean honestly, the name is in the movie. It kind of kicked off a slasher thing. The music, John Carpenter, pretty much anything John Carpenter has music in is great. Yes, honestly, the original Halloween. If you haven't seen it, just go do. So it's way better than the original Friday the 13th. You will not regret me. It's a good horror movie. Um, I would say a, a good middle tier horror movie that I enjoy, that it was super obscure, is Dead Silence. That's also a John, James Wan movie. <laughs> you did recommend this one to me. Yes, you. and like if you at all fucked with malignant <laughs> go watch dead silence okay the plot does not make sense it goes places it's weird and the plot twists are like oh okay whatever go watch dead silence um another weird and i uh we kind of talked about this in the last episode but i really like this movie so i'm just gonna bring it up anyway uh another john carpenter flick the thing um the thing is great uh yeah. it, it, it has all these gross out moments um it has this great uh writing about who's right who can we believe who can we listen to oh my god blah 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 stuff like that it's literally among us the movie if you're into that but i really recommend the thing i think it's super kind of relevant for the times the, one more movie and i'm i was gonna do three but bonus also super uh cringe but one of my favorite halloween movies is trick or treat if you've seen that movie it's a anthology different halloween themed stories it's made by the same people who made krampus so if you've seen krampus you know what you're getting into it's kind of cheesy but it's fun and then you know it's appropriate for the season that's kind of my deal i like it so that's me um and i passed the ball hey matt go ahead um, so the, right off the bat, like I just want to recommend The Witch because The Witch, uh, and we just spoke about it earlier, but The Witch, Witch is one of my favorite movies. It's in my top five. Uh, definitely watch that if you have not seen it. Uh, I will go ahead and also say Hereditary because uh, Hereditary is fantastic. Uh, just the whole, all the, the whole the dread in the movie is just it just gets to you and it's it creeps on you it, <laughs> it creeps sticks on you, you. Yeah. even after and, you watch the movie yeah, yeah. and then that's another movie you gotta watch uh, a couple times to catch certain things oh uh, by the way the second time you're not gonna watch it the second time <laughs> <laughs> but stick with it if you're into horror and you're kinda jumping into it watch that movie a second time and be okay yeah um, and then my my favorite uh, of all time horror movies uh, The Shining uh, 
Hopefully you've seen that by now, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you've seen it by now. Some people haven't. Yeah, some people haven't. Yeah, if you and if you haven't, uh, it's it's a fantastic movie. I I, I really love it. And shout out to the homies uh, Nick and Ariel because they're about to go to the Overlook Hotel and bring me back a keychain uh, <laughs> <laughs> or <guys>. something or something. <laughs> That's dope. I, at first, I asked him to bring me back some mushrooms, but I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, and he's like, I'll settle I was like, for, like, some, I'll you know, for a keychain. Apparitions, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, how about you, Brent? Yeah, Brent. Well, if you do get that other thing, then we can watch a couple of these movies. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll, yeah. give you, I'll give you a couple more recent ones. Um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of classic stuff hopefully you guys have seen, but... Um, if not, some some of my most recent favorites that have come out in the last, I guess most of these have come out in the last like four or five years. Um, Coherence is like a super independent one that's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's worth watching. A lot of it was um, ad-libbed. There like wasn't a whole script for it. It's just sort of, uh, it's a little sci-fi-ish, sci-fi-ish horror. Anyway, check that out. Um, the Lodge on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, it's one of those it's like two kids and they're like hanging out with the woman who's like about to be their like new stepmom oh yeah yeah, yeah. i did see this one yeah. really good and it's one of those like um, what's really going on here kind of movies i have seen this really yeah. good yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the lot sounds familiar yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah like, another yeah, like pretty good easily i mean fairly easily digestible one it's a little it's got a few little like spooky things but um as above so below on netflix oh that's good i've seen that that's yeah good. That's a good absolutely movie. Uh, I, over the last few years one that's really stuck with me i really love it um it's like set in the catacombs underneath france um really really good um and then if you uh, get the extra special treats from colorado we can watch uh (laughs) climax (laughs) you guys haven't seen climax uh it's on prime right now uh it's insane think like Suspiria on tons of acid. Wow, that's going. Yeah, places. because I, I say that's Suspiria <laughs> because it's like it's like this dance yeah. troupe and like actually like the first like half hour, forty five minutes of the movie is like this whole like dance sequence and this dance troupe like putting this dance together that, and then it fucking devolves into insanity, which is amazing. What were you gonna say about it? Gaspar Noe. Yeah, no, yeah, no Gaspar. Yeah, Gaspar, Gaspar Noe. No yeah, Gaspar. Yeah. Gaspar, Gaspar, Gaspar. Gaspar Noe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then uh, in the earth. Uh, it's kind of a new one on Hulu. I think it came out in the theaters last year. That is definitely one that you would like to... It, it's psychedelic as hell. Uh, really, really good. And then the last one is Brandon Cronenberg's second film, Possessor. Oh, dude, I watched that. Possessor's tight. Possessor's cool. Probably the best, other than the Ari Aster films, which you know I'm in love with, over the last, whatever, year, two years. It's absolutely the best horror movie i've ever seen it's amazing brandon cronenberg's second film he did viral and now he does possessor watch it dude um, i'm totally so, hey i've never seen that one i'm totally gonna watch it yeah that watch one's it. cool um it's it's different but it's cool oh, um it's, so i want to go round nuts. table just really quickly just throw stuff out there really quick just stuff that's obscure because i know that movies that we came out with it's just not enough um so like there's a couple other movies that i want to throw out there that i like that i don't have time to speak with but whatever in the mouse of madness john carpenter um guys an insurance agent goes and discover a guy who was an author he killed himself go watch that movie uh let's see another movie oh 
I didn't get the chance to talk about remakes, but if you go watch any remake, go watch the Evil Dead remake. I highly recommend that. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Anything else I could think of right off the top of my dome? Nope. Matt, go. <laughs> uh, what, we, what, we, what we mentioned earlier, it comes at night. Uh, it follows. Um, I can't think too much off the top of my head right now. Oh, dang. All right, Britt, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, think those are all uh, good recommendations. I think I mentioned most of them. I would just high, most highly recommend, if people haven't seen it, watch Pig, watch Possessor. The, those are just like the two that stick in my brain that like I wish everyone would see because they're phenomenal. Like, yeah. See, okay. That, this is how you know we're big nerds about movies because there's just so many <laughs> things that I wish people would go see. Just like whatever, from good to bad. I'm like, Any, I'm a fan of it all. Honestly. Before we wrap it up, anything you're looking forward to coming up? It's going to be released maybe before end of year or something. Uh, not that I can think of. Off I can't the top wait of my for the head. new scream. I honestly, I do want to see the new scream. I'm really, I'm really curious about it. Yeah. It's made by the same people who did. Um, oh God, what's the name of that? This like. is Blumhouse, though, isn't it? It is. Oh, I'm not sure if it's Blumhouse, but it's made of the same guys who did uh, that one movie about the girl who gets married and they chase her after night. Oh, what's, what's uh, that movie? Ready or Not? Yeah, Ready or Not. Mm. So the same team who did Ready or Not is making Scream 5. I like that team. They did a lot of VHS uh, from the first one. They did a, they had a lot of involvement with that first movie, about the anthology. So I'm super curious of how they take Scream Five, because they seem yeah. super meta. And Scream to me has always been a meta series. I'm I am excited about that. I do want to see that one. So hopefully that goes to places. Uh, I, I'm curious about the new the Halloween. Halloween Kills. Oh yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, because like. It's technically Halloween three question mark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am curious to watch that. I will watch that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll give you a small review at some point. Any, anything but, <laughs> else you're looking forward to Matt? Um, well, the Halloween movie. Uh, I can't think of any new horror movies that are coming out or anything. Doesn't have to be horror necessarily. Um, I'm kind of interested to see the new uh, Venom movie uh, when <laughs> Trey decides to bring over that bootleg. Hey. Oh, I can't forget my geeky obsessions now, right? I have to talk about the new Spider-Man. Everybody's obsessed with the new Spider-Man, yeah, right? Coming out, yeah. yeah, the new Spider-Man and all the the theories and how like supposedly everyone and their mom is in Spider-Man that's from previous Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm kind of overwhelmed a little bit by it because I can't believe that. Like I'm, I feel like I'm gonna finish that movie and be like, those son of a bitches did it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like like Jeff Goldblum's son of a bitch. Did it. Some, mm, yeah. some of a bitches did it. I, I think for horror, I'm looking forward to uh, Titan coming out, which is like the new movie from um, the director that did Raw. Did you guys see Dude, Raw? Raw? Raw was crazy. I like yeah, that one. So yeah, Raw is crazy. She yeah. has a new movie coming out, and it's called Titan. That's, I think... Okay, I didn't know anything really about that. Good. I'm then, excited about that. I'm kind of looking forward to Licorice Pizza as well, the new uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film. The trailer's out now. Oh, it looks you know, like it's going to be fantastic. The, yeah, the other movie that movie. I'm excited for is the one we saw in uh, the trailer in the theater was a Lamb. Lamb. Oh, I heard, I've been hearing great lot, things too. about Lamb. That's yeah. another A24 banger, guys. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I've been so wanting to see that. To look forward to. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's going to be dope. Um, so that's kind of a, what we had this week in a nutshell. Hit us up. Talk about anything that, that's your favorite horror movie, whatever. But um, I'm going to throw out my socials. So you can follow me, Traceum81, uh, Traceum underscore 81. You can follow me there. Uh, or follow the, podca- the podcast at It's Pop Fizz Click uh, and on Instagram. Uh, Matt, 
please throw out any shout outs or any things you want us to follow yeah uh follow me at bad child with the beats on instagram um Dan, I did want to say something that I just went completely blank right now. <laughs> but uh, we'll just go back to go to Brent. <laughs> hey, Brent. <laughs> uh, if you are into craft beer, you can follow me on Instagram at Craft Beer Houston. I also post some stuff about movies and uh, metal and heavy metal music and other interesting stuff, I guess, it, or maybe not. And then uh, also, if you're into films, if you want to talk about films, uh, I'm on Letterbox. Um, Idle Hero, I-D-L-E-H-E-R-O. Just look for Brent Bailey, and we can talk about films. That's tight. Also, I, I want to suggest something that we didn't talk about earlier. Get a subscription to Shudder. <laughs> We're not, this is not an ad for Shudder, but if you're in the horror movies and you're like, hey, I'm kind of want to dip your toes into it, yo, dude, it's like six bucks a month. Go go, just get a month for Shudder. I think they give you a free month for free if you follow certain things. Just like watch 30 day. Mandy and Color Out of Space alone, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. So Shudder's cool, dude. Shudder is just like Netflix for horror movies. It's, it's tight. Anyway, that's okay. pretty much all that I have. Yeah. Hey, man. Okay, um, at the end of every episode, we'd like to give a shout-out. Yes. And today, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, our buddy, Trey, for giving me his shutter password. That's right. What? Anyhow, thank you, guys. See you next time. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs>